Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email chttucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Guess what that is? Woo! Less than a week for Halloween and only 61 days until Christmas. For the bestie, Wednesday, October 25th. My favorite holiday is on next Tuesday, which is Halloween. And then... Earth is Christmas in 61 days. Are you ready, pal? All right. Don't forget the Red Hots on my wreaths this year. Jeez, Louise. How can I eat those green little wreaths without my Red Hots? <laughs> Almost went out and bought a whole bag myself to add to them last time. Uh, that's my Christmas 15 right there, the wreaths. The Christmas wreath 15. They're little, um, I think it's rice. Is it rice crispy? You should know this after... 40, 50, 37,000 years of this. Rice Krispies and and uh, it's like a Rice Krispie treat, but it's... No, Corn Flakes! Corn Flakes. Is it Corn Flakes? Corn Flakes. Well, in 61 days, I'll know. <laughs> Probably less than that. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Your host, Bellstar. Cannabis Kid is in action somewhere, but it isn't here. We'll get him, though. We'll get we'll get the kid in here. Uh, Silver Sister's on her way. Of course, there's always Tucson traffic. It's everywhere. you got to leave like four hours early to miss that crap. Oh, yeah, it's Christmas time. 61 days, Silver Sister. I know you're there. Sorry for the panic. That crap's making me panic, and I don't even do Christmas. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, my God, 61 days. Doesn't mean anything to me. 62 till it's over, Mr. Allen. <laughs> uh, how is everybody doing today? It's cold. The weather is cold. I was just about to sing, oh, the weather outside is frightful. It is. Uh, let's see what we got going on. Weather.com. What do you have to say about the world? Ooh, category, nightmare. Hurricane slams into Acapulco. It's not what you wanted to hear. So sorry, Acapulco. Um, let's see. Phoenix is in high of 85 today. That means Tucson is a lot cooler. 
Um, no, that Phoenix is not our, our thing. We're not Phoenix. We want Tucson. How do we get to our Tucson forecast? Oh, well, whatever. If, if Phoenix is at 85, then we're probably at uh, a 75. Enter your zip code. All right. Well, you should know where I am already. All right. Yeah, Tucson. Okay. Not Indonesia. Atumba East something Indonesia. Yep. See, I was right. 66 for the high today. Yesterday we got pelt. Um, hail. We've got, we got hailed upon. And uh, I had to bring all my uh, try to bring all those guys in because usually in my neighborhood, the Arizona rain will last about ten minutes. That's about it. And uh, this was not ten minutes long. Holy cow! It was a lot longer than that. All right, uh, the Macarena can save us all. Oh, jeez. Oh my lord, people. People, people. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Weed Say Wednesday, October 25th for the bestie. Uh, if you want to get your medical cannabis card in Arizona, get on over to stumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check out the certification section. There you will find a list of all of the things that you can get your card for. You can even book your appointment right there. You just click that book appointment button and it takes you right on over to a different section uh, to book your appointment. And we've got a 4.8 stars on there. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Um, no photos yet. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to, um, put a photo up, but anyway, you can go right on over to Booksy. I got to change that picture too. I'll leave that up. So I know because we're celebrating 12 years, not 10. Oh my, didn't realize you had to change that stuff all the time. All right. If you want to get your medical cannabis card and save, a lot of money you're paying 25% sales tax uh, with the recreational program you're not getting as much cannabis you're not getting as strong a cannabis and I don't know are they saving the good cannabis for rec I don't know I would hate to think they were doing anything like that hi baby kitties hi Charlie all right so if you have PTSD cancer glaucoma AIDS chronic pain which covers everything arthritis migraines fibromyalgia ddd all the all the pains just has to be chronic the state considers chronic 60 days um severe nausea seizures epilepsy hiv hep c als crohn's agitation of alzheimer's that includes all 29 types i think there are 29 plus dementia um if you don't know cannabis helps eat the plaque away that causes all of those things uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You're eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or just the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions and more. That's right. If you're being treated for something, you don't hear something on this list, but you're being treated for something that's causing something on the list, you can get your card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card.
That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Um, and you can go online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check out the uh, webpage. We've got a little bit about what's going on at home. Um, 12 years we've celebrated almost this November. It's coming up. Woo-hoo! There's uh, some information for the State of Arizona Health Department Services. You can create a patient portal, which everybody needs. Uh, you can log into your portal. If you want to process your own application, you can. We advise not to do that because we do it for you. And if you forgot your password, you can go ahead and um, um, reset it there. There's a phone number, 602-364-1793. Press 0. Um, to get to the state, or you can email them directly at m2programsupport at azdhs.gov with all your questions. Uh, there's a little bit about us going on there, there's a little bit about our doctors, about certification. We've got an education section, we've got a news section, we've got videos on there, we've got the difference between hemp, CBD, and cannabis, we've got some brief statement on laws, we've got some, some reasons why you should stay in your... Um, in the medical program, and then we have, thanks to normal.org, there is a map, an interactive map there that you can figure out what is going on with your state and all of the marijuana rules. So there you go. There's news, videos, events, nothing coming up yet. Um, and now, since we are here, We've got a tractor rolling by first thing in the morning. Oh, geez. Ha! I just sounded Minnesotan. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, let's get on over to azmarijuana.com, azmarijuana.com, and um, let's look at the news. View the news. Let's, let's see what's going on in the news. All right. Um, let's see. 2023 Super Bowl in Arizona boosted marijuana sales and generated $1.3 billion to the economy. Well, that we could probably have told you. Um, uh-oh. Arizona marijuana sales have been de decreasing for the last um, six months, it says. Let's see. Let's just read a little bit about that. Oh, there's, wait a minute, there's an Arizona golf event with Tommy Chong and a local marijuana brand in December. Um, there's Arizona dispensaries that threw parties last weekend. And if you didn't happen to make it out to El Dorado for Tombstone, because we all know you love Tombstone, um, get on over to Channel 4 News and find out what happened in El Dorado this weekend. Wink, wink. All right, let's check it out. Sales are decreasing. Why? What's going on? Is your weed bad? Both the recreational and medical markets continue to lose potency haha, as they mature. Not so sure they're maturing, though. Uh, though adult use sales continue to far outpace what is sold to people who have medical marijuana cards. Uh, recreational sales began at the end of January 2021, and since that time, the individual markets have taken wildly divergent paths as medical sales regularly decline and recreational sales have become the dominant market as Arizona cannabis consumers become more accustomed to the novelty of legal sales. 
That's because you all don't know quite why you need your medical card. But if you have a medical ailment, you do need your card. If you just want to go get it for recreationally and smoke a doobie, do it. But you're going to pay 25% more sales tax. It is literally 34 cents a day to have your medical card. In June, medical cannabis sales dropped slightly below 28 million. But the total of 26.1 million is the lowest the medical market has seen since uh, recreational sales began. Well, I wonder why, folks. Out of the previous 30 months, medical sales uh, have only been below 30 million five times. And of all those have been this year. Between January and July, there have only been two months with medical sales above that threshold in March and April. Well, uh, medical sales have declined consistently since a peak of $73.4 million in April of 2021. By July 2022, medical sales dropped below $40 million for the first time in the market. It has consistently lost ground recreational, which has, been, or which has seen its own measured decline in the interim. Recreational sales were initially estimated at more than $100 million in March, but ADOR revised that total down to $99.9 million. At the same time, it increased estimated sales in April from $86.5 million to $90.1 million. The most recent report continues a trend of adjusting sales figures, even as overall sales drop. Yet, despite the mal- uh, malaise, cannabis sales are likely to approach last year's total of $1.4 billion as sales to date through July are around $207 million for medical and more than $621 million for recreational. Since recreational sales began, the medical market has sold nearly $1.5 billion in cannabis sales have remained above a monthly $100 million mark since March of 2021. Although, if the trends continue, it may not be long before sales drop below that total. And all I have to say is, wah, wah, wah. Last time recreational medical sales were anywhere near equal was October of 2021, when adult use sales were $65.8 million. Medical sales were $64.4 million. That was the first month that recreational sales outpaced medical sales. And that's, folks, is because you don't have to do anything to get recreational weed. You walk in a door, you buy some weed, you pay a lot of money, and you leave. Um, the state collects a 16% sale excise tax on recreational sales in addition to standard sales. Uh, medical patients pay roughly 6% in state sales tax. Local jurisdictions charge an additional 2% or so. Uh, so you're looking at over 25%, well, looks like 26, 25 point something for recreational sales taxes. Um, the excise tax on adult use marijuana sales yielded $208 million so far in 2023. And I'd like to see those cards mailed back in the mail if you've got all that money from all this crap. Come on. Uh, 2021, recreational cannabis generated $32.9 million for 11 months of sales. And in 2022, that number jumped to $132.8 million. Since the program launched, the state has collected more than $360 million in marijuana excise taxes and have done nothing with it. One-third of those taxes are dedicated to community college. <laughs> Provisional...
Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Going on, see if we can get in the host. Now we're not good anymore. Now we should be good. We should be good now. We're good now. All right, now we're good. All right, sorry about that, folks. Once again, I have no idea what it is. My house, my brick building, it's whatever. All right, as of July, there were 126,938 qualifying patient cardholders, and the downward trend continues to 124 in August from a high of 299 in 2021. In August, Arizona medical cannabis consumers purchased 4,719.26 pounds of marijuana in various forms. Uh, year to date through August, that total is well, oh, 37,979.71 pounds of pot. That's a lot of pot back there you guys got going on. That's a lot of weed pound of grass. All right, folks, what else is going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a golf event. I wonder if that's already – oh, that's December. Let's see what's going on. All right, Tommy Chong and local marijuana brand. Life is Chill, an Arizona-based cannabis brand and creator of Chill Pill, GM, announced a partnership with the Greenkeepers to sponsor the Hazy Holes Golf Scramble featuring Tommy Chong. The scramble will occur at the Arizona Golf and Event Center at 425 South Power Road in Mesa on Saturday, December 2nd. The public age 21 and over is invited to join the golf scramble or participate as spectators. The scramble will have contests, giveaways, and games, including the joint rolling contest judged by Tommy Chong. You can purchase tickets at green-keepers.com. Quote, join me for the Hazy Holes Golf Scramble brought to you by Life is Chill, the creators of the Chill Pill. Chill Pill gives you all the benefits of cannabis and easy to swallow soft gel for precision dosing and long-lasting effects. I need that. Don't forget to register for your chance to roll the best joint. I'll be judging you in contest, said Tommy Chong, actor and cannabis activist. Team Chill will bring its supportive vibes to grow community spirit at the golf scramble with giveaways and life is chill swag. Um, Quote, an essential part of the life is chill lifestyle is supporting the community and local businesses at events like the Hazy Hole Golf Scramble. We love collaborating with the Greenkeepers and our partners like fellow sponsors at Arizona Organics Dispensary said Francis Bazic, VP of Business Development at Ally Biotech and Chill Pill. Life is Chill has the core tenant of community involvement, supporting small businesses and giving back. The golf tournament offers a great opportunity to build relationships with the community and our industry partners. Bazic added, mutual support and collaboration is so important 
building relationships to mutually support and collaborate with industry partners like Organics, the first dispensary to carry the new Life is Chill line, means the world to us. Christian Markham, Director of Sales and Marketing at Arizona Organics Dispensary, went on to say, quote, Onboarding unique products and brands such as Life is Chill and supporting events like Hazy Hole Scramble, we further our mission of lifting negative stigmas or misconceptions that the public may have about cannabis consumption. Mean like having the biggest cannabis user on the planet judging a joint rolling contest? Tommy? Yeah, that, that really gets rid of negative stigmas. All right, in partnership with the brands we carry and events we support, we plan to shed more light on the positive outcomes many benefit from consuming cannabis with a judgment-free atmosphere. For more information, go to lifeischill.com. And you can also go to Hazy Holds Golf Scramble. Uh, You can check that out on Google or visit green-keepers.com. There you go. Go smoke with Tommy. You have to be 21 and over to get in there because I'm sure there's just going to be weed everywhere. All right, um, let's see what else is going on. The four best cannabis strains in Arizona. Hmm. Let's see what they have to say about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there's the four strains that you'll find anywhere on this planet. Arizona has many amazing cannabis strains, thanks to the awesome cultivators in the state. Below are our current favorites. Popular cannabis strains in Arizona are, number one, Blue Dream. Because it's basically like you're on crack, but you're really not. Durban Poison. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Jack Hare. Same. And Amnesia Haze. Ooh, that's a little heroin lace cocaine right there. If you want a little Amnesia Haze. Oh, and you can find them at dispensaries near you. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. That was a great ad. Great article. That's it. I'm done. That was it. Four strains. Wait, you want to hear them again? You missed them? Blue Dream, Durban Poison, Jack Hare, and Amnesia. Get the high times for some real news over here. New York, New York. Releases a fact sheet to battle misinformation about weed and fentanyl. Guys, it's very different. Very different. One kills you, one doesn't, okay? Fentanyl kills. The two-page document details the facts and unknowns about fentanyl-contaminated cannabis. God's name is anybody wasting money on killing people. I mean, what fun is that? You're not, you're so freaking high, you don't even know that they're dying or you're gone and you don't even get to see the effect of it all. Stupid people. But I did find an article of Prince's on on sale. It was a, an auction online. It looked like something that went on one of his groovy guitars. Can't do it. Can't buy it. Sorry, Prince. I love you, but I can't buy your stuff. I got to buy some Western things. Some dead people things, some blown out, blood stained, shotgun shelled shirts. Those are way better. The New York Office of Cannabis Management, the OCM. You down with OCM? Okay, it doesn't matter. Published a two page report <clears throat> titled, quote, Cannabis and Fentanyl, Facts and Unknowns. Quote, to demystify the facts and myths of two substances, specifically that of fentanyl containing cannabis. Quote, the goal of this fact sheet is to provide evidence where it is available, to share information about what is currently known and unknown, and to provide safety tips to help alleviate some of these misconceptions often spread through misinformed media coverage and anecdotal reporting, the report said. The report includes multiple key findings. First, 
that misinformation connected to cannabis contaminated with fentanyl are widespread. In response to this, and the reason the report was created in the first place is to disprove and combat the misinformation, stating that anecdotal reports of fentanyl-contaminated cannabis continue to be found to be false as of the date of this publication, which was October 25th. That's today. Um, <clears throat> the OCM also added that due to the stigma that opioid, little Opie Cunningham uses, uh, cannabis, the opioid consumers, that and psilocybin mushroom, uh, consumers experience in healthcare settings, they develop mistrust that leads to inaccurate self-reporting as well as choosing not to admit using drugs with little Opie Cunningham. To take action and protect the public, the OCM found that promoting overdose prevention with, quote, evidence-based interventions, quote, also reduces stigma. Now, is a uh, who played little old Tony? I'm blanking the name right now. Is he trying to come get me? Because I'm saying he's doing drugs. <laughs> What's his name? Come on, little old Tony. Come on. Oh, Ron Howard. Ron. Ron. I know you've done some drugs in there. Come on, Opie wasn't in it. Described in text block called. Oh wait a minute. The OCM states there are not yet any reliable methods of testing fentanyl on cannabis flower. While fentanyl test strips are used frequently to test if fentanyl is on other substances, they are only designed for substances that are water-soluble. Commonly, those strips are used with powders or pills. While it hasn't been found in cannabis, it can be found in substances such as heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, MDMA, and prescription. Let me say that again. While it hasn't been found in cannabis, described in a text block called, quote, what we know, well, the OCM stated that, that to date, no one has died because of cannabis contaminated with fentanyl. But warnings related to fentanyl contamination in cannabis have increased as states continue to legalize cannabis. The OCM wrote, at this time, there are zero verified incidents of fentanyl contamination in cannabis. There's no guarantee that any unregulated cannabis product is free from contaminants or harmful ingredients. Fentanyl users are listening to this article. They're probably going to change this. The OCM warns that there are many unknowns about the possibility of fentanyl-contaminated cannabis, even though they haven't found any. Cannabis products made available. And this is why, this is the media. I quit. I'm not even going to read this article anymore. It's stupid. It just went on to say they have not found any. And they're not, they're, they can't test it because it's not on anything water-soluble, but they're going to continue to scare the hell out of everybody. If you're taking drugs out there, people, and I'm just going to say this right now, as Bell Star, if you're doing drugs, sorry, that's on you. You are taking your hands and your life in someone else's hands and someone else's life. And if you think something's laced with something that's going to kill you, don't do it. Kids on TikTok, Instagram, MySpace, X, Meta, whatever you're calling your stupid selves these days, don't do it. I would never have survived social media. Never would have. But I wasn't dumb enough to do that kind of stuff either. Um, don't eat Tide Pods. Don't smack each other over the head with something and hope that your friend is going to wake up. Okay. Anyway, let's find something interesting. Not this. This is stupid and it's just news that makes you want to. Go do fentanyl. Oregon Cannabis Industry Group 
merge amid uh, market downtown. Bernie Sanders demands probe of proposals to patent taxpayer-funded cancer drugs. Two million dimes, Prague Blades, Jose Cuervo, among the haul of stolen loot from a Philadelphia crime spree. Well, now that's interesting. Let's find out what's going on with Philly criminals. Multiple felony charges have been filed against a group of men who allegedly ripped off a series of cargo-carrying trucks in the spring of this year, which netted them a long list of what of somewhat random stolen goods and ended in thousands of small coins being strewn across a Philadelphia parking lot. Idiots, one of those dimes could have been worth millions of dollars. Four men are facing a slew of criminal charges after federal authorities say they robbed a series of, series of trucks in the, Pennsylvania, in the Philadelphia area, including one carrying a shipment of dimes from the United States Federal Reserve. According to an article by the Associated Press, the, Fuero, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation recently unsealed an indictment against four Philadelphia men who allegedly broke into and robbed several trucks in the Philadelphia area before stealing just over $234,000 worth of freshly minted dimes on April 13th of this year. Oh, boy. Stupid is as stupid does. The alleged thieves reportedly left dimes scattered all over the roadway from quickly trying to bag and transfer a portion of the cargo, which weighed more than six tons in total from the truck to their getaway van. According to the AP, federal authorities said the four suspects they arrested for the theft of those dimes were also believed to have robbed several other trucks in the area around the same time. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported that Several other cargo loads containing shrimp, frozen crab legs, meat, beer, and liquor were suspected to have been stolen by the following subsets. These are the guys that took them. The suspects. I can't read this morning. 25-year-old Raheem Savage. That was not a savage job you did. 31-year-old Ronald Bird. Birds are doing things better than you these days, Ronnie. 30-year-old Hanif Palmer. Almost fit in the palmer of your hand, but it didn't, did it? And 32-year-old Malik Palmer, who had the other palm of his hand and couldn't fit all the dimes in. They all reside in Philadelphia. They've been charged with a laundry list of felony crimes related to these incidents, according to a recently unsealed federal indictment. Wow. You know what's more exciting than that? Puff, 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 puff. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunting, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking. Walking to my house, like what up, I got some good pot I'm just pumped up, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in the fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stoned-ass donkey Rolling in hella hot, looking like it's pizza time Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries Draped in the smuggy with my girl sitting next to me Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of ice tea 
But shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies. Next, passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pizzas are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda. Pop cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plants illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm looking for a pot shop. Shopping done, Silver Sister? Nope. Have you started? Yep. All right. She's on a roll. Look out, Goodwills. Here she comes. Look out for that new rack you find right when you come in the door that no one's put out yet. <laughs> That's the one to take. That's it. All right, folks. Thank you for choosing, choosing, tuning back into us at Tumbleweeds Health Center.com. Check it out. If you want to know what you can get your card for, you can cruise on over to the certification section at TumbleweedHealthCenter.com. You can get your card. Come on down. Make an appointment. We've been pretty busy these days. I'm not sure what that article was about, but people are getting their medical cards again. I think now that uh, the snowbirds are coming back finally after COVID, um, and uh, they're not as scared anymore, 
and we've got more students back around. So I think there are a lot of people that are just realizing that they need their medical cards and 25% sales tax is just stupid. All right. If you have one of these conditions, you can get your medical marijuana card. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's, uh, agitation of Alzheimer's, including dementia and everything in between, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can also email thctucson at gmail.com. You can come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. No texting, though. We don't have text way. Sorry. Um, All right. We are back now, and we are listening. Well, you're listening to me. I'm listening to the sweet sounds of kitties and birds. And we are reading from Cannabis Business Times. 2023 Farm Bill passage could face a one-year delay, according to the U.S. Senator. Major implications for the future of the U.S. hemp industry, including how cannabinoids like Delta-8 and Delta-9 THC are defined and regulated specifics in the forthcoming 2023 Farm Bill. But a key U.S. senator indicated on October 20th that this must-pass legislation might not meet an end-of-year deadline to replace the Agricultural Improvement Act of 2018, 2018 Farm Bill, the Farm Bill, which was first adopted in 1933. Okay, let's say that again. The Farm Bill, which was first adopted in 1933 as part of the New Deal, is renewed roughly every five years with the current rendition only enforced through the end of 2023. Guys, be careful in asking them to redefine things because you know what's going to happen, just like it did with our regular old farmers. You're going to get one kind of pepper to grow, one kind of apple to grow, one kind of orange to grow. You can't even grow bananas or papayas or mangoes or coconuts. So when you're asking for all these redefinitions, they're going to give you one OG to grow, one blue dream to grow. One Durban poison to grow. Not even get, you might not even get any granddaddy purple to grow. They're going to pick your weed seeds. So be careful. I'm just saying. Um, Senator John Boozman, uh, Arkansas, is a ranking member of the U.S. Senate Agricultural Committee that holds responsibility for guiding the legislation through the upper chamber, said he would like to consider a one-year extension on passing the bill. Should such an extension materialize, it wouldn't prevent lawmakers from passing a bill sooner than the end of 2024, said Boozman, who joined the U.S. Senate uh, Senate Eric Schmidt uh, on Friday for a roundtable discussion with the delegation of Missouri farmers in Columbia about the Farm Bill. Quote, we want to get the Farm Bill done as soon as possible, hopefully before the end of next year, Boozman said. That doesn't 
preclude us from getting it done sooner, but it gives us that time and it gives the farmers the certainty that they will have a farm bill in place. Yeah, considering you've got like two months left to get it done, Congress renews this legislation regularly to address the nation's current agriculture and food policies through a variety of programs, including nutritional assistance like SNAP, as well as a myriad farm-related matters from fertilizer and energy use to crop insurance, commodity support, and conservation. The U.S. has passed 18 farm bills since 1933, according to the Library of Congress. And while the industrial hemp provisions included in the 2018 farm bill legitimized the U.S. hemp industry through legalization and regulization beyond pilot programs, the 530-page bill extended well beyond hemp. With this in mind, the consideration of a one-year extension to pass the legislation does not come as a surprise, said Jonathan Haven, partner and co-chair of Saul Ewing's Cannabis Law and Food, Beverage, and Agribusiness Practices. Crown includes working as a legislative aide in the U.S. House and Senate before beginning his legal career as a counsel at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. For anybody who's not read it before or has not read anything but the hemp-related provisions, it's a behemoth, Haven said of the Farm Bill. It's a big bill, and it deals with a lot of things with no denigration to the industry that I spend a lot of time in. It's but a small part of the overall legislation. Should January 1st, 2024 come without passage of a 2023 Farm Bill and without an extension, the U.S. farm economy would turn chaotic, U.S. Department of Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack said on October 16th during a farm visit in rural Illinois. Farm Week Now reported, notably, some programs would automatically revert back to certain provisions set forth in 1938. In a nutshell, the Farm Bill has significant bearing on what has grown and how it's grown, and that now includes hemp. And with just more than two months remaining in 2023, Haven said he doesn't see a new Farm Bill being passed before the end of the year. Well, it looks like the old Farm Bill is just going to have to stay in place now, guys. Many stakeholders have been looking at the lack of momentum this year's uh, iteration with our bill even and saying, why haven't we seen a draft? Why hasn't this moved? What's the timeline? Is this even possible now? You can hear these those five guys in Montana on the couch with their big old bellies, white balding hair and stogies. Those guys are the ones writing your farm bill. Uh, compounding that tight 2023 deadline. The U.S. House has been unable to conduct business without a House Speaker for the past three weeks. Additionally, lawmakers face a more urgent deadline of funding the federal government to prevent a shutdown. Currently, a stopgap bill passed September 30th only funds the government through November 17th. Amid the chaos in the Capitol, extension to pass the 2023 Farm Bill is a, quote, reasonable proposal by Boothman, Haven said. Quote, when you get a must-pass piece of legislation like this, it becomes known as the Christmas tree bill. Everybody tries to shove something under the tree, the present, so to speak, because let's attach whatever we can to the farm bill because it's much passed. It's must pass, Haven said. So even if we get to a spot where we have enough time to debate it and to pass it, which I'm starting to doubt that we will, you wonder what other things are going to be attached. And do those things make it impassable to get consensus from Congress? didn't even know that they could do things like that. 
It's ridiculous. As the likelihood of passing a 2023 farm bill before the end of this year continues to fade away, Guzman proposed adding an extension for the bill as an attachment to forthcoming legislation responsible for funding the government beyond November 17th. Given the current makeup of Congress, with thin margins of majority rule, Haven said he believes lawmakers will have to deal with multiple extensions and unfinished business before the end of the year. I don't quote, I don't think anybody wants the agriculture, agribusiness, farming communities to be harmed by Washington's inability to get something done, he said. It's better to carry something forward than to have nothing at all. So I'm not worried about not getting an agreement on an extension. Well, yeah, right. For the farm bill, that's like saying do unto others, except if your name's Ted Bundy. Like, seriously. Uh, for the farm bill specifically, it wouldn't be the first time Congress extended passage beyond the legislation's intended renewal. The 2014 farm bill, for example, was signed into law in February that year after it was supposed to be authorized in 2012. As far as potential implications to the U.S. hemp uh, industry should the 2023 farm bill passage get extended, Haven said, um, Industry stakeholders will simply have to wait turns with the 2018 version to be addressed. Quote, there are some challenges that farmers and processors have, and also many are saying, well, because of the provision in the last farm bill that prevented hep-derived cannabinoids from being put into ingestible products, this is FDA's position, and the bill uh, preserved FDA's authority. Would this 2023 farm bill address that, Haven said? My personal philosophy, quote, has been, no, this is an ag bill, not a finished products bill, he said. But because FDA punted back to Congress on this CBD issue, many had wondered, would Congress use a must-pass bill like the Farm Bill to go outside of the ag lane, so to speak, to address the full life cycle, the full life cycle of the hemp plant from soil to oil? While hemp was legalized in the U.S. under the 2018 Farm Bill, which offers regulatory guidance as uh, relates to industrial hemp grown for fiber, grain, and seed, it left certain gaps with regard to regulated floral cannabinoid hemp and its derivatives such as CBD and Delta-8-THC. Following the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, uh, hemp-derived intoxicating cannabinoid products began entering the U.S. marketplace under what some call a loophole in legislation. Specifically, the 2018 Farm Bill defines hemp via a 0.3% Delta-9 THC threshold on a dry weight basis. But this dry weight basis, quote, paved the way for intoxicating edible, i.e. a 100-gram chocolate bar containing 300 milligrams of THC and remain compliant with the 0.3% threshold. For many consumers, it takes 10 milligrams of THC or fewer to begin experiencing the psychoactive effects of the plant. So that that leaves me the question, if you drink a gallon of Odul trash, are you going to be so in an alcoholic stupor that you can't function? No. So why can you take 300 milligrams of 0.3% or less of Delta-9 and get trashed? you're still getting 0.3% or less. But now, it's not just Delta 9. It's 8, 10, 7, 6, 11, all the Deltas. In addition, 
the 2018 Farm Bill fails to define intoxicating cannabinoid derivatives like Delta-8, THCO, HHC, which can be chemically converted from CBD-rich hemp plants. So there you go. You start out with something that's not psychoactive, you heat it up, and boom, you're trash. For these reasons and others, organizations like the Cannabis Regulators Association, CANRA, a nonpartisan association of government officials representing cannabis and hemp regulatory agencies from 45 members of states and U.S. territories. Have you ever heard of CANRA? Are urging lawmakers like Boothman to con- include changes in the 2023 Farm Bill that would define hemp-derived cannabinoid products in a manner that helps regulate the sale of intoxicating products. And despite many state governments arguing that, the intent of the 2018 Farm Bill was never to allow intoxicating derivatives like Delta-8 to be allowed in the marketplace to begin with, some companies that manufacture products that include these derivatives have won court injunctions allowing them to continue selling these products to consumers as a pathway to profitability. Yeah, because your own bill says they can. In Texas alone, For example, $3.3 billion of revenue came from CBD and converted cannabinoid retail sales in 2022. Quote, some questions, frankly, on both sides of the issues from people that don't like those products and that do like those products. Haven said about Delta-8, THC, and other intoxicating hemp-derived products, quote, and you've seen some of the state regulatory bodies out there saying things, oh, saying this needs to be clarified. It's not clear, he said. I mean, Look, industries can move a lot quicker than Washington can. That's always been the case. But it would be good if there was more clarity from the Congress on a lot of these issues. And unfortunately, until you have a debated and negotiated farm bill, it's just going to carry forward and that 0.3% threshold will continue. Uh, There you have it. So who knows about the 2023 farm bill? I highly doubt they're going to go back to 1937 ways, oh, sorry, 1938 provisions. Um, but you know what? Look at Roe versus Wade. Kind of can't even judge that, can you? So, oh, this world. No wonder everybody wants to get trashed. It's a pretty messed up planet. People aren't happy. They want to be happy. All right, let's see. Um, consumers winning. Operators losing five years after cannabis adult use cannabis sales launched. The story of my cannabis arrest 30 years ago, Kenneth Morrow was arrested for commercial cannabis cultivation and sale. Uh, Israel's largest cannabis company reports two employees kidnapped by Hamas and family members were killed. That's not a good thing. Ready for recreational? Ohio's outlook ahead of adult use uh, ballot measure. Let's see. What's going on with Ohio? Ah, Sumer Insights. Um, Ohio registered medical users are 55% female. And all registered medical users are 48%. All U.S. registered. So the chicks are gaining in Ohio. Um, Daily cannabis users are at 82% in Ohio. Uh, 68% of Ohioans are concerned with the price. Um, and 69% are concerned with dosage. 64% of Ohioans use uh, flour, and 48% use vape carts, and only um, 10% of those have 15 minutes to get to their local dispensary. 
All right. While Ohio was one of the first U.S. states to reduce penalties for possession of small amounts of cannabis to a, uh, a minor misdemeanor nearly 50 years ago, if its citizens vote to legalize adult use cannabis via ballot initiative this November, it will become the 24th state to legalize cannabis for adults 21 and older. After a wildly successful adult use opening in Missouri and a business-friendly program shaping up in Minnesota, the industry is wondering, will Ohio be another Midwest state with a triumphant adult use opening? Of course they will. With nearly $480 million in in 2022, Ohio is the Midwest's largest medical market. Are we still on air? I just lost my ear, Bob. According to Brightfield's group market sizing data, its landscape is made up of 92 dispensaries and 37 cultivators provide for the state. Collectively licensed to grow up to 617,000 square feet of cannabis. For a statewide with nearly 12 million people, it would need a serious ramp-up of growth space if it expects demand smoothly. Ohio could look to Missouri as a guide. Uh, three months into its adult use launch, Missouri had licensed more than 1.6 million square feet of growth space to serve its 6 million residents, allowing it to avoid extreme crops in supply and meet demand at a price that's kept consumers in the market. Cannabis consumers continue to enter Ohio's, Ohio's Ohio's medical market. As of June 2023, Ohio had more than 176,000 active patients, about 28,000 more than the prior year. Uh, legislators in favor of adult use see Ohio as falling behind other states. The state is very aware of consumers uh, driving to neighbor, neighboring adult use states like Michigan and lawmakers in favor of the program want cannabis dollars brought back to Ohio. Ohio's medical patients, female, 55% of majority of patients consume cannabis every day, um, and flowers, the most productive type. 82% of, of Ohioans use cannabis daily. Ohio's medical program dictates that cannabis flower must be vaporized, and there is a higher prevalence of disposable vape and vape cartridges in the state when compared with other states, including Florida. Wow. They have to vape. That sucks. Ohio's, Ohio consumers are slightly less price conscious than those in other states, but 68% still say price is a top product attribute. However, when compared to the general population of cannabis consumers, the dosage of a product is as important to Ohioans, with 69% listing it as a top cannabis iteration. Anxiety, depression, and joint pain are the three most common medical conditions Ohioans report that they use uh, cannabis for. Well, there you have it, Ohioans. Um, <clears throat> Brightfield Group research into U.S. product brands shows the landscape in Ohio includes a mix of local and multi-state operators, acreage, Green Thumb Industries, Cresco Labs, Ascend, Columbia Care, AYR, and Verano are present in the state. However, at the top of both consumer awareness and dispensary distribution are local operators, Buckeye Relief, Butterfly Effect, and Clutch Cannabis. The existing brands with strong awareness and sales will be well-suited to compete as new dispensaries expand the market. As of writing this article, House Bill 168 is setting 
the initial framework for adult use cannabis. This bill sets a maximum of no more than one dispensary per thousand residents or about 196 licenses statewide with the ability to consider adding more after January 2027. In contrast, markets that meet consumer demand land close to one dispensary per 10,000 residents and should Ohio move forward with this rollout, the state could eventually work up to that. Ohio uh, could look to Michigan and Illinois for lessons on creating a regulatory framework that grows a market in Illinois that regulatory uh, hurdles have been too great for the cash-strapped license holders, hundreds of whom have failed to begin operations uh, in Michigan, unlimited licensing, uh, and exceedingly low barriers to entry while contributing to price uh, compression have created the second biggest cannabis market in the U.S. In 2023, the Michigan program had some of the highest sales in the program's history. With a large population, strong operators, and the right regulatory path forward, adult use sales could double the size of Ohio's cannabis market with the first year of implementation. But first, we'll find out this November if citizens and legislatures are ready uh, for recreational cannabis in the Buckeye State. We can do this. All right, folks. What's up? Go Buckeyes. Thanks for tuning in. Buffalo, better get your butt together. Jeez Louise, we're gonna just going to quit watching you and burn that jersey I just bought. Diggs, we're going to be digging you a hole soon with your dirty burnt jersey. Everybody else is the problem. Josh, get your shit together. Josh. All right. You're listening to Weed Day Wednesday. It's brought to you by Tumbleweed Health Center at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educated. Right? Something like that. Go get the – go Bills. Oh, I'm just going to say it. Go Bills. Oh, go Diamondbacks. We made it. 22 years later. Woo, woo. All right, Diamondbacks. Kick it. Kick it. Kick it. Kill it. Do it. Woo, woo. All right. Get those rattlers out and sting. Who are they playing? Oh, you got to get the Rangers. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. We love you. We'll see you next week. Be smart. Be safe and educate. And happy Tumbleweed Health Center in the Good Leaf. Woo-hoo. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.